it was the perfect temperature warm it was so good that rye uh all rye imperial rye whiskey barrel aged stout it was good 14 14 and a half something like that oh so good yeah yep 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 yeah this should be a good one And we are live. Welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 226, your once-weekly live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm John. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you all so much for watching on this Wednesday night or in podcast form over on Anchor.fm or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you've never seen the show before, we talk beer, we talk tech, we talk games, pop culture, entertainment. Tonight, we will be talking some Star Trek. Right. All Super Chats are read on the air, so long as they will not permanently demonetize my channel. We do drink alcohol on the show, and if you're drinking along with us, alcoholic or not, let us know in the chat, and we'll give some early show shoutouts as we go along. Last but not least, if you'd like to take part in the super secret chat and the even more super secret after party, think about joining the Patreon. Link is down in the video description. As a bonus, you'll get exclusive access to the Discord server, where you can chat with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads, and join the awesome community that hangs out over there. That's right. And you can you can even catch up on my adventures of how many beers I'm drinking in a row without dying. That's right. What do you got now? 30... 34. 34. So this will be the, this next one will be 35. (laughs) Uh, I know that doesn't sound like a lot. Again, most people are like, Oh, I do 35 on a weekend. Right. Yeah. Imagine having zero food in your stomach and like no juice, no (laughs) nothing, no sugars, no little snacks. Uh, uh, Water and the bread of life as the Germans would probably call it. That is it. That is all I'm getting. (laughs) So. Yeah. Uh, well, just promise you won't be mad with what I'm drinking tonight. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll start us off. Um, I've got an IPA because I'm going to let the uh, That's yeah. I- I'm going to let this other one warm up a bit. Uh, from Stickman Brewing Company, it is the F Bomb IPA. Oh, I've had that. Yeah. So nice middle of the road, seven percent, seventy five IBU. Uh, and it is a straightforward IPA loaded with Falconer's Flight hops in both the boil and the dry hop. Oh, I love Falconer's Flight. Yeah. Uh, I, I did a couple of beers with that. It's really good. It's a mixed pellet blend of Mosaic Citra, Chinook, Cascade, and something. I think Amarillo. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, I know, I know it's got Chinook in there. There we go. John, uh, what's your dinner for, I mean, your first beer of the night? (laughs) This is my dinner. Uh, This will actually be the original brew, the monks brewed for what I'm doing. It is a Salvator, Polliner's Salvatore, their double Bach beer. Coming in at 7.9%. So almost, almost imperial. Nice. Uh, now, for those who don't know what it is you're doing and why we're making uh, referenced jokes, uh, what are you doing, John? Uh, so it is something that these these monks right here uh, have been doing for over 440 plus years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they brewed the specific beer for fasting during Lent. Uh, if you don't know what Lent is, Jeff, I know you do, but for the viewers, uh, it is a time of fasting between March 2nd and Easter. 
uh, modernized versions give it like you give up social media, meet something along the way. Yeah. Uh, monks back then gave up food. Yeah. They gave up everything. Uh, so they brewed this beer to keep them alive because it was so grainy and malty. It had enough nutrients to do it. And I thought that was a really cool idea. And then, and then I found out that this process was even blessed by the Pope himself at the time. <laughs> yes. Because when they chipped beer to see if it was blessed, they, the monks thought it was so delicious. It was a sin to drink this beer. Hmm. It should be. <laughs> um, but when they sent a barrel to the, to the Pope, it spoiled as it traveled through the heat. Mm -hmm. And then the Pope sat there and said, if you would drink, anyone who would drink this rancid of a thing will be the purest of them all. Drink as much as you want. And that got back to the monks and well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't change anything. <laughs> yeah. To everyone, shh, shh, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see what do we got in the chat uh i saw a couple good ones derrico's drinking just water we've got i do that too yep uh, there we go skulls drinking a revolution brewing company death's tar bourbon barrel aged oatmeal stout Ooh. uh michael stevens has a sierra nevada powder day IPA, 7.7%. Tagoyer uh, is enjoying a vintage 2022 Coke Zero. Ooh, that, that's, I hear that's a good year. Yeah. Uh, Novella Hub's got an Anchorage, Do Us Apart, Double Dry Hopped IPA. Nice. Jason's got a Rogue Double Chocolate Stout. Fantastic. Local right there. Yeah, yep. we get that stuff. Yep. Apparently they're carrying four packs at Costco. That's pretty cool. Jeez. Uh, John Jay is having a very local favorite in the Pirate Rum Barrel uh, Aged Coconut Stout. Oh, one of our personal favorites. Yes, uh, from Sandy M Brewing, the Pirate Stout. Uh, yes. It is one of their regulars. It is one of the only beers that I can think of offhand that is always barrel aged. <laughs> yeah, and like it's always there. It, so... And it's always there. They make it 365 days a year. And it's phenomenal. That's oh, great. Yep, eight percent. I mean, eight percent. So I mean, it's not like the the biggest. It's it's not eight. I think it's only eight for six months or something, something like that. yeah, but four still, or six months somewhere right in there. But still, it's a fantastic. the The flavor comes out. Mm -hmm. The coconut comes out. It's just like, how did no one else do this? Right. This is great. And how <laughs> do they keep doing it? Because yeah. barrel aged beers, they take a bit of time to. So I know, well, they, and they're they're constantly because uh, I know they blend it, so they're constantly checking it. I got a tour one time, and how they do it, yeah. it's it's pretty intense. Like they said, it's like oh, it's a couple hours a day process. Yeah, because you got to go and test every barrel. Yep, and it's like okay, here's this is test this, mix this with this. Here's notes, you know, writing down data. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> but John Jay says it is delicious. Yes, it is uh let's see last one we'll do uh nick of times uh goose island got a bourbon county stout over there oh nice yep uh i had the 2021 bourbon county stout last night i finally cracked open my first bottle of it um it's one that's going to need aged a little bit it, yeah. it was uh 
it was still very, very carbonated, a little bit more than I would have liked it to be. Uh, I mean, overall, the flavors were pretty good, but it still had this little bit of a lingering bitterness uh, that kind of caught me off guard. Now, halfway through the bottle, I really didn't care because it's 14.2%. (laughs) But uh, yeah, uh, fantastic beer. But I think kind of like, what was it, 2016, I can think of of the last one that was just a little bit raw coming out. Yeah, a little little harsh. Uh, I know I had the, you said the 21. I had the 20. Yeah, I think I did have the 21 or 20. It was on draft. Oh, wow. Uh, someone someone had it here locally on draft, and I had, you know, eight ounces of that. And that was, I thought it was really good draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we both know draft and bottle can taste completely different. Yes, they can. Um, and then just batch numbers, too. Mm-hmm. You know, don't know which which is which. Yep. So. Yep, yep. Yeah. I, I, well, it's funny is because I'm doing this, and... I need higher calorie beers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I need to like start going into my wax reserves now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I know. I need, I need those 500 calorie beers. <laughs> well, I saw your shelf full of Fremonts, so let's not uh, pretend you don't have them to spare. I, I but I don't want to use them. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, now that John is uh, fully lubricated for the show, let's go ahead and get into the tech news. Uh, But not before, Andrew sends over a $2 super chat. Thank you very much, Andrew. Is it a crime to enjoy U.S. light beer? Uh, Example, Miller. As long as you enjoy it, there's no judgment here. So I personally can't stand domestics but i have a history where i had to work grocery for a year in high school and my number one job was cleaning out the bottle return machines because in oregon we have a deposit uh back then it was five cents now it's 10 cents on every bottle and so all of our supermarkets and grocery stores have giant bottle return machines and as you can imagine they taste or they taste they smell like three month old rotten stale domestic beer all the time uh, with a little side hint of mold and and every form and of mildew butts. and cigarette butts and, and everything else and uh my job was to maintain those machines and keep them running uh so for some odd reason i cannot stomach the flavor of a domestic light beer <laughs> oh yeah no the one thing i will say i gotta preface this if you are a domestic drinker nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. but then when you criticize craft beer drinkers for only having like three a day or three in an evening and you're like oh, i pounded 20 down yeah because you're at 3.5 percent yeah <laughs> uh what is this one? Oh, 14 oh yes exactly i mean mine's mine's almost eight which would be this little 12 ouncer is twice the amount of yeah. two millers so i may be having three but they're double or triple what you're drinking <laughs> Big Big Spoon says Bud Light Orange is the go-to around here. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna switch everyone to the Bud Light Orange seltzer sodas. Ugh. Get you. All you know that. they need to come out with one. like a Bud Light creamsicle seltzer. Well, that's what like Steve... the old Henry Weinhard, like a root beer, like a, like no, they they also have an orange cream soda. Oh yeah, yeah. 
They they need an orange creamsicle light cell. Didn't they come? Didn't they come out or Henry Wine? Didn't they make a hard version of that or was that just the root beer? Uh I know there was the uh, not your father's root beer. Yeah, uh, that kind of started the trend of alcoholic sodas. Actually, I think so. Yeah, um, it was sure. it was the first one to come out. Um, and and actually that also kind of kickstarted the canned cocktail revolution that we've seen as of yeah. late. Uh, but yeah, I don't recall them ever making genuine alcohol. I, I don't remember Henry Weinhardt's in particular ever making genuine alcoholic root beer, orange cream, vanilla cream, that kind of thing. So might be worth looking into. Yeah. Be interesting. The history of what started, what started us into this seltzer craze. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get into it. Starting with March 8th. Yesterday was Apple Day. Uh, Apple held one of their uh, quarterly events announcing new products. And this time around, they certainly did not disappoint. Um, Now, they only announced two new products. There was... uh, uh, the new Mac Retina Studio Display, uh, which is a 5K 27-inch display with 100% accurate color across the board, regardless of what color space you're working in. Um, it is hardware calibratable. It is everything you want in a studio display. Uh, if you are working on, you know, large production uh creative content whether it's photo editing or video editing or whatever else this is a display you're going to want to take a look at uh and while apple's had this caliber of display for a while think back to their their last pro display with their six thousand dollar uh unit uh stand <laughs> yeah no it was a thousand dollars for the stand which by the way it comes with the stand this time but it's four hundred dollars to add a swing arm to it four hundred dollars <laughs> For four hundred dollars, yeah, for four hundred dollars, you can come pretty darn close in color accuracy. <laughs> uh, but that wasn't the product that kind of shook up the Apple fanboys and got their uh, their jimmies all rustled uh, in in the most Apple positive way possible. Yeah, started drinking <laughs> the the Apple Kool Aid. Uh, that is reserved for the M1 Mac Studio powered by an M1 Ultra CPU. Uh, There it is right there, looking like the triple height. Can we just call it a Mac Mini Tallboy? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) It's a Mac Mini Bomber. Uh, Uh, Well, with the picture, I did actually think it was going to be just this size. Yeah. Nope, it's uh, about three times the height of a traditional Mac Mini that we uh, we all know and love. Um, I I have a Mac Mini M1 on my desk. It's where I do all my 3D printing and 3D design stuff for the channel. Uh, and it works fantastically. And that's one of their eight core M1s with eight graphics cores. Uh, nothing wrong with it. it. That thing chugs away and it does a darn good job doing it. Um, this last fall... Uh, Apple introduced the M1, it was the M1 was it? Plus and the M1 Max. I I always draw draw a blank on the middle name, but anyway, they announced two new laptops in the 14-inch and the 16-inch MacBook Pros, and you can get the improved M1, uh, which has uh, I forget how many cores, 
but the M1 Max is a 10-core unit with eight performance cores, two low-performance cores, or two energy-efficient cores, uh, and 24 graphics processors. Which, I mean, three times the graphics horsepower and double the performance cores of the existing M1 yeah. sounds like a great deal. Uh, as we're all kind of waiting for that next leap that Apple can potentially make. Uh, yeah, M1 Pro and M1 Max. There it is. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, the Pro being their second to bottom tier always throws Was it off. M1 Pro? Or, oh, it was, it was, it was the it M1 was just... Pro. So the M1, which can come with, with eight yeah, cores, which is, right. which is four performance and four efficiency, and eight or even seven graphics cores, depending on the model that you get. Uh, there's the M1 Pro. Then there's the M1 Max, which is the 10-core uh, with eight performance cores, so double the horsepower of the M1 standard. Uh, and 24 graphics cores, which is three times the graphics power of the M1 standard. Uh, what made the new Mac Studio jump off the page, besides its form factor, was the M1 Ultra processor. So apparently the most Macs that you can max out your Macs with is not the M1 Max. It happens to be the M1 Ultra for your Mac. Well, next year it will be the Ultra Max. Right, right. This is this all this did though was so funny when I was watching this. This all this did was remind me of like Japanese anime of like when the superhero just has to get stronger and stronger and stronger <laughs> yeah. and like this is my ultimate form. Yeah. Two episodes. Now later, this, this is, is my, my yeah. new ultimate form. <laughs> He's over six thousand dollars. Exactly. Man, did no one make that name, that reference? That would have been funny. Uh. <laughs> I, I do what I can with what you give me. Um, so the M1 Ultra is, let's just call it what it is, a beast of a CPU. Uh, Apple has essentially doubled up the M1 Max. So again, the M1 Max that you put in Max is not the max performance that you can get in a Mac. Uh, the M1 Ultra doubles it up. So it is 20 cores, 16 of which are high-performance cores, four uh, are your energy efficiency cores, and 48 or 64 graphics processors. So from the original M1, this is eight times the graphics processing load and four times the actual per-core performance, uh, or the actual core performance when, when divvied out. Not just that, but the M1 Ultra, <laughs> uh, some benchmarks leaked out, and they have been found to be genuine by multiple sources at this point, uh, so I didn't mind sharing this information. Uh, it's always great to speculate about how fast or how yeah. slow or energy efficient or whatever a, a certain new processor is going to be. Uh, in this case, some... Uh, was this Geekbench? I want to say it's Geekbench. Yeah, Geekbench 5 results oh, came Geekbench out. 5. Uh, Geekbench 5 with the M1 Ultra chip getting a 1793 in single-threaded performance and 24055 in multi-threaded performance, which places it 21% faster in single-threaded than the Mac Pro 28-core. Or no, sorry. 21% uh, faster than the 28-core Intel Xeon that is in the 28-core yeah. 
Mac Pro. You know, if you spent $12,000 on your tower last year. Was, yeah. Gosh. It, this beats that, that it by, the, by 20%. The one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, the M1 Ultra is 56% faster in single-threaded performance than that system as well, which also comes as no surprise because the 28-core uh, Mac Pro, I believe, has a base clock of 2.9 and a turbo of 3.6 or something like that. And we all know the M1 single-thread performance is up there with the 12900K and Ryzen 5950X. Uh, so leaving you know, essentially an old Skylake Xeon in the dust is not that surprising. Uh, what is surprising is just how thoroughly trounced that $12,000 PC is for now what is a $4,000 box. Uh, there are two versions of the Mac Studio uh, available. Uh, you can get it with the M1 Max, so the 10-core variant with 24 graphics processors, 32 gigs of RAM, and 512 SSD storage uh, for $2,000. And of course, you can build to order and increase memory and things like that. Uh, or you can get the M1 Ultra, and that one starts at $4,000. Uh, and that is the 48 graphic uh, variant with 64 gigs of RAM and a one terabyte NVMe. Uh, Gen 4 SSD, which actually does uh, 7.8 gigabytes per second. So pretty performant uh, storage in those things as well. Yeah, but only one terabyte. Uh, only one terabyte, but yeah. But honestly, if you're working with workflows like this, uh, you're using the built-in 10 gig Ethernet or Thunderbolt yeah. storage, uh, of which this has four Thunderbolt ports. Oh, and a built-in SD card reader. Well, finally, but, yeah, <laughs> finally, that's what we were looking for. Because mm -hmm. the other, well, the other one, all it did was grade cheese. Yeah, uh, this one. Although, well, it also melted that, it. So yes, <laughs> this one made great um, nachos. I I do wonder though, as the uh, other one, the the pro, um, had at least handled this. This is going to be hard to lug around. There's no form factor to this. What there, am I there's not. Grab? I mean, it it's basically an aluminum block it's like a half block in minecraft well yeah the, the, i guess i i the one issue i do have then is it's designed then to be on your desk yes. not the floor yes and so it can't be either or mm -hmm. it is a desktop right literally. this is a desktop unit however the mac mini has a small enough form factor it does sit on a desktop very very easily um well this is what three three or four times the size only the height the footprint is the same Oh, yeah. oh, I thought it no, was. No, no, this this isn't big. It's it's like this thick, but oh, square. Okay, that's not it's like yeah. That's like a that's like a netbook or a, one of those portable drives. The the books. Oh yeah, the HP. Yeah, storage drives. Yeah, that's not that's not actually too horrible. No, I uh, mean especially if you could just. I mean here, check it out. It. Check it out. Those are USB C and the SD reader on the front of it. Yeah, and if you could this just is not that big. Side, that's actually not too bad. That's exactly how I have my Mac Mini set up right now. Is it's yeah. kind of sitting like nestled up to the uh, the monitor foot, and oh. you barely even know it's there. Oh yeah, so when it said three times the size, I thought everything. Yeah, uh, we did miss a super chat. Uh, Elmas sends over a thousand yen. Thank you very much. Always appreciated. Uh, if I could turn back time, I would try share. To, I would try share a share drive. He's got to auto tune that drive. Yeah. That was, uh, there's a, there's not much of a story behind how that pun came to be, 
uh, I was reading through my script. So that, that video was 100% scripted out. Uh, at least the second half of it was. And uh, I, I stumbled on like the very last word or second to last word in a sentence. And I, uh, and I said, which I'm going to name it. And then I, I like just blinked out for a second. And I went, share. And then I went, I should name it share. <laughs> and then the puns just started flying for both me and Rhett. <laughs> you can now well, share your share video. library in the share drive. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> all, all of the subfolders are just her greatest hits. Yeah. Yeah, that was also the joke is I connected to share and it was a text file with uh share song titles. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then is is Sunny the drive that crashes? Oh. <laughs> uh, that joke was pro bono, wasn't it? <laughs> oh. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, let's see. This was really cool news. This I was uh, super excited to see come across the news. Um, so for those who don't know, itch.io is a uh, website that mostly specializes oh, cool. in independent studio uh, games. So you can self-publish a game, you can charge whatever you want, and they provide you a platform and a digital storefront where they will uh, accept money for your game and then they can download it directly from them. You don't have to web host or anything like that. Um, and so for indie game makers, it's it's a great place to be and it's a great place to be if you wanna just check out some tech demos that people have, have come up with or you know, weird it's, obscure it's, games. Just, or, yeah, exactly, uh, they're just small little games. Yeah. It's like, this is niche. I can't yeah, tell you cool. how much time I've spent on what is even the name of it. Um, you ever play Jenga as a kid, but you just build up the tower and then like knock it down in different ways. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a, there's a tech demo on there that will recreate uh, essentially like giant Jenga buildings. So you can use blocks and you can define the size and shape of the block um, it'll also do a couple buildings and like parking garages and things like that. But uh, the fun one is you build, I think it's just called tower uh, and you build a tower of blocks and it auto generates it de depending on your, your specs. And then you can throw objects at it and you can also define the specs of the objects. You can define their size, their velocity, their mass and knock the tower down in creative ways. I I've wasted like, Tower knocking down simulator or something like right. that. Right, and there's no point. It's not a game. It's just a tech demo. Um, no, but you want to see all the things crumble in different right. ways. Right, but you've also got so. things like dynamite that you can throw out there, and you can vary the the intensity of the dynamite, and you can vary well, the physics. Yeah. And what is it? It sounds like uh, yeah, physics simulator for like um, you know a video game maker or something like right. that. Right. Here's all the plugins. Now you get to mess with it live. Right, and that's exactly what it is. And uh, I'm the kind of person that finds that kind of stuff fascinating. And uh, you know, how much damage can I cause to a structure before it fails? Uh, or, you know, how far can I throw the bricks from this building? And what happens if I hit it in from this side? Does it cave in in a certain way? Yeah. It's just fun to mess around at like oh, one in the yeah. morning when you can't sleep. <laughs> it's one of those like bathroom. I mean, you can't do it on your phone, but you know, like the toilet games and everything like that. Right. They're just stupid games. Right. Like, oh, I'm on my computer. I got 15 minutes. How do you think Angry Birds got fun. so popular? 
Exactly. Like, same concept. Uh, anyway, itch.io, fantastic website. Um, they often during uh, global crises will do game bundles that they will then send 100% of proceeds or a certain percentage of proceeds uh, to a good cause. Uh, they did this for the uh, Palestinian relief last year or 2020, I believe it was. Uh, they also did uh, one for racial justice. Um, and uh, they set up a bundle for Ukraine relief and raised $1.6 million in 24 hours just from indie game sales on, on this giant bundle that they put together. So basically you can define how much you want to spend. I mean, if you want to give 10 bucks, you can get a couple hundred different indie games and Dungeons and Dragons manuals and tile sets for like actual tabletop RPGs. Uh, you can get uh story and, and uh, uh, visual novel uh, stuff on there. And tech demos and fun little games and and whatnot. Really, really a cool deal. Um, like I said, I I'm on itch.io all the time, just seeing what is new, what is happening, yeah. and uh, I'm really never just. I usually always find something that's worth sinking an hour or two into, at least. Well, they said they tweeted out recently too that uh, they bumped up the goal now because mm -hmm. it was such a success to two million dollars, and they're already at one point six two, and they're expecting to hit that two million basically within the next twenty four. Can, can hours. I give an update? All right, they're at three point two four million. <laughs> They've now stretched the goal to nine million. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, so that'll, it is. That'll uh, buy you an aircraft. So yeah, it is ten dollars. Uh, to get this entire bundle, and the normal price of this bundle is six thousand five hundred fifty-three dollars. Um, in fact, let me uh throw this up on the screen really quick so you guys can see what I'm talking about. There we go. Uh, yeah, they're at three point two five million dollars. Uh, largest contribution has been nine thousand dollars. You can give as much as you want or as little as ten bucks. Uh, That's still awesome. Right. Uh, nine hundred ninety-two titles is what's included right now. Uh, cross code. What is this? It's like a top-down isometric RPG. Yeah, that comes with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All these games are included. Uh, oh, you get Super Hot. There you go. Oh, nice. If you've never played Super Hot, go spend ten bucks. Get yourself a copy yeah, of Super Hot. And as and and an additional nine hundred ninety-one games at no extra cost. Uh, that that right there is just worth it. Yeah, I paid way more for that game. Um, I know that uh, Untitled Goose Game is also on itch.io. I don't know if it's part of this bundle, but uh, yeah, there, there's some good games in there. Legit good games, games you've never heard of. If it were me, which it is, so I'm going to hit buy it now because <laughs> I haven't <laughs> done it yet. If someone donates Super Chats 10 bucks, Jeff's going to buy it. I already bought it. Okay. I, I, I threw 15 in there. Tell you what, uh, if all you could do the same, I'd very much appreciate it. How's that? Yeah, if you were if you were then thinking about super chatting, Jeff, go go quickly and buy that mm -hmm. instead. I don't mean to speak for Jeff, but Jeff would probably rather have that than the ten bucks you'd give him right now. I actually would. I actually would. 
There we go. All right. I have uh, purchased the uh, the pack. Skatebird. It's a game about trying your best. Skatebird. Hold on. That sounds sounds like a, a dad game. Skatebird. <laughs> that, that doesn't look too bad. <laughs> they, got a, they got a bird butt dance going on there yeah. for the demo. Yeah. Lots of fun Probably stuff. Looks, yeah, that's cool. All right. Yeah, please uh, please jump on. Donate to them. Get some cool games on top of that. Uh, even though it is my birthday. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather you not give Super Chats to me today. Uh, go give it to itch.io. And get yourself some fun games. And support a good cause at the same time. You know what else you can do? Visit our, visit our video sponsor, Linode. And hey, for once, my notes didn't... Uh, oh, of course the... Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Where's my... <laughs> Something's always got to break because I self-host it, right? Gosh. Uh, every time... Nope, that's my regular ad. Talking Heads. Hey, there it is. I'm going to cheat. Oh, did you film it? I'm going to cheat. You're just going to do it? <laughs> there we go. Well, I, I have a pre-roll ad for them that I actually run as well on my normal videos. Are you just, just going to... Oh, I, oh, my gosh, you are cheating it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, today's video is brought to you by Linode. If you've ever needed to host your own servers, whether it be for home or business use, but don't have the time to invest into hardware, power, cooling, or even space, why not let Linode host them for you? If it runs on Linux, it'll run on Linode. That includes the software for most of the tutorials on my channel, like how to run your own ad-blocking recursive DNS server, VPN gateway, your own cloud-based Plex server, and more. With shared CPU plans starting at as little as $5 per month and scaling up to as high as you need to go, you'll be able to find a hosting plan that fits your needs. Even if you do host your own servers, you can use Linode to keep a backup off-site. Because remember, RAID is not a backup. Linode also recently announced they are the first alternative cloud provider to have NVMe block storage available to all customers. In September, they began rolling out NVMe drives to all 11 of their global data centers. Best of all, storage rates will remain at the same low price they always have been. Visit linode.com slash craftcomputing to get a $100 60-day credit just for signing up for a new account. That's linode.com slash craftcomputing. And again, a huge thanks to Linode for sponsoring today's video. Well, Jeff, um, unfortunately, I'm still hungry. So <laughs> I'm going to have to open up another one. I, I had steak for lunch. Uh, oh, we had steak and like a pilaf rice and salad with an apricot chili sauce on it. Oh God, it was delicious. Um, there was also uh, chopped almonds on top of it, on top uh, of the rice. Ooh, steady I'm orbit. Having, yeah, steady orbit. Nice. A session IP. I figured, yeah. well, if I'm going to be doing this, I don't want to get drunk, but I need the calories. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so recently, you know how some people like, well, just scroll through Zillow as a, you know, a, a type of thing. No. Right? No, no one does that. 
I never do. Uh, I now do that with food places. I'm just like, I can't wait to have that food. I want that food. I, oh, if only I could have that food. <laughs> uh, for dinner, we had chicken tacos. Um, uh, shut up. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, chicken and salsa in the Instant Pot, and then shredded it up. It was good. I know. I keep telling people like they're like you're gonna die from this. I'm like no 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 no. I will. I won't be dead by 46 days. I'll be dead on 47. Yeah. All the food I'm gonna. Yeah. Eat. <laughs> you're going to explode. I'm gonna just oh. Yeah. Uh, and for tonight, for my uh, traditional post Talking Heads meal, uh, I have some leftover uh, Little Caesars deep dish three meat pizza that I'm going to toss in my oh. air fryer. Oh, I was just looking at air fryers today too. Cause I was like, Oh, I so want that stuff. I bought the coolest thing, uh, right around six or eight months ago. It is a combination toaster oven air fryer. I was looking at, was it on Amazon? No, it I, like... I found it in target. Uh, I'm, oh. I'm walking through and my toaster oven was getting like bad. Uh, yeah. And uh, I love toaster ovens. I use them all the time. Uh, and when we moved, uh, my wife got rid of our air fryer because we never used it. And it was always difficult to clean and everything else. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of want an air fryer again. And so we're just walking through Target. And I happened upon the boat, golden machine <laughs> that could replace my dying toaster oven and get me an air fryer at the same time. And I've got to tell you, it is freaking amazing. So I, I have to ask you then, mm -hmm. uh, and I know this has nothing to do with tech, but now I'm just intrigued mm -hmm. for my stomach and everything mm -hmm. else is uh, I, I was looking into those and I didn't know if they would get like hot fast enough to cook. Does it cook the same amount of time? Does it take the same amount of time it is, as the air fryer? It takes longer than an air fryer, uh, okay. but it is also shorter than a conventional oven. Uh, so it's kind of like this middle ground where, yeah. and it depends on what it is, because I have some foods that cook incredibly fast in there. Uh, I find the onion rings that I like to do take just as long as a conventional oven. Um, so some things go faster, some things go slower. It's weird. Um, but for like reheating Little Caesars deep dish triple meat pizza, yeah. uh, less than five minutes and it's piping hot, just like straight out of the box like it's oh. terrific uh pizza rolls in there oh oh yes gotcha yes ah <laughs> uh, i know i'm i'm i don't know what to buy and then i'm still thinking i'm still only 37 eight days away and it's mm -hmm. like oh my gosh i got a whole nother month basically before I can have going into delirium food. thinking what I'll do when I can finally eat everything every so I will say that my sense of smell has just increased tremendously and everything I smell even stuff I would normally hit I'm like I want to eat that I want to <laughs> eat that so bad I mean you and I are somewhat picky eaters I'm probably just as much or more so than you I think you're more so than me yeah and everything I'm like I will eat that yeah. so bad yeah. i will have mustard and all this that looks delicious yeah see we had uh we went out to dinner my wife and i on sunday and i had chicken pad thai with shrimp yeah pasta <laughs> yeah oh man it was delicious 
I was looking at a pasta recipe today. <laughs> I don't I don't even need Pornhub anymore. I got I got food channels. <laughs> I got Food Network. Someone was sending me like pickle sushi and I was like, yeah, I'd eat that. That looks great. It's got meat. <laughs> Gosh. Uh you're calling up Rachel Ray's hotline. What What are you <laughs> making right now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, describe it slower, please. <laughs> American Cosworth <laughs> says Delirium is a great beer. It is, it a, is great a great beer. beer. It's got the Delirium recently started uh, canning their beer too, so you can now mm. know you don't have to get the um, ceramic the bottle. clay bottles. It's a little bit yeah. cheaper. Yeah, you can now get them just in the can, which makes it a little bit cheaper. Nice. So. Although if you want that genuine experience, you got to have the clay bottle. Oh yeah, you got you need to get like at least one of them. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's worth it. <laughs> yep. Uh Rom says I've been tormenting John with food. We all have. Yes, everyone has. <laughs> I sit there and every year I do something and everyone tortures me like, "You know what? They can't torture me with drinks this year." And now they're just like, "Here's what I'm eating today." Yeah. Like, "Screw you all." Yeah. <laughs> John's like, like, my normal torture to John is I can have a beer with lunch. And so yeah. I, I love taking pictures of like, uh, like today, uh, we had steak and pilaf and, and a couple other things. And I cracked open an Oscar Blues 1050. Oh, there you go. There you go. Stout with 9% steak. Imperial Stout. Yeah. Delicious. It was fantastic. In fact, the meal was so good that the beer, uh, Rhett and I both had taken like this much out of our beer by the time the meal was gone and seconds were served <laughs> and we're like you can tell the steak was good because i've barely touched my imperial stout <laughs> uh but normally the way i torture john is i'll take pictures of my beer like 10 50 from oscar blues and and i'll send it at john at like, like 12 30 in the lunch, afternoon yeah. yeah exactly right like here's my lunch buddy and uh now i just take a picture of like the chimichunga that's the size of my arm <laughs> Oh, that sounds delicious. Tell you what, on day 47, I'll come up and take you out for lunch. Oh, yeah, it's going to be cheap because it's going to be like, I can have a, a half a cheeseburger. I'm like, oh, that's awful. Right, right. <laughs> uh, it stuck. My wife sent me out for, uh, it was day seven or so. And my nephew came over, Steve's kid. I like how you've already and, lost track. Oh, I know, right? And, oh, God, I have. <laughs> People are saying my I'm, my beer count's off too, so I could be off on that too. Um, but they sent me just to go get you know kids chicken nuggets and French fries, mm-hmm. McDonald's. Oh my! They made it all fresh. The bag was smelling oh. delicious. Oh, that was that was hard. That was so hard not to eat a French fry <laughs> and lick the salt, or just like lick the salt off. Right, bag. right. Stick it back in. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Oh man, it'll be it'll be a f- interesting month. Yes, uh, yeah. But you actually, well, I, I know we're getting away from tech stuff, but uh, don't mean to do that. But it, it is it is interesting because every time I feel off or like, oh my, I I, I feel sickly or hungry, mm-hmm. and then I have a beer to fix it. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> oh, I have this beer. I feel great. It's it's literally like Popeye and spinach. It's like, oh, this is great. This boosted me. 
<laughs> I just need that Homer Simpson. Yeah. Oh wait, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. oh, good times. Good times. Uh, we talked last week, or at least Rhett and I did, uh, about Rivian completely pissing off their customers. Uh, for those who didn't follow or didn't see last week's show, uh, Rivian is an electric car company, and they've had an electric truck essentially on pre-order for like three or four years now. I think 2018, they started taking pre-orders for this truck. Um, <laughs> we need shirts. Popeye's John spinach beer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, the the muscle, but like a pint. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we can do we can do the craft computing pint. Yes, <laughs> just the Pilsner glass uh, on top. Yeah, I get. I already know that that'll be photoshopped by the end of the night. Yep, Rom, get on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, so Rivian has been taking pre-orders on their trucks for about the last four years, I believe, since 2018. Uh, and the trucks were supposed to sell for somewhere between 70,000 and 85,000, depending on what features, what range, etc. you know, dual motor, single motor, uh, and all that. Uh, well, Rivian announced last week that they are increasing the price of the Rivian truck, uh, by pretty much a minimum of $8,000. And as some people found out as much as 12 to 20 thousand dollars and if you pre-ordered the truck if you still wanted the truck you were going to be on the hook for that amount now you can cancel at any time but it was a thousand dollar down payment uh that you'll have to get back um and so uh there were a couple fairly prominent youtubers uh quinn nelson of snazzy labs and uh zach of uh uh jerry rig everything they had both pre-ordered Rivian trucks, and I believe Zach's went up by 12000 and Quinn's went up by 18000 I want to say, to over six figures. Uh, I think his total uh, purchase price would have been like 105 up from eighty seven. dollars uh, So not an insignificant leap, and kind of a middle finger to your customers who gave you a four-year interest-free $1,000 loan. Uh very few of these trucks have shipped. It appears that most of the trucks have shipped to employees only. So it's not like they're going out to customers or anything like that. They're just not fulfilling customer orders. And then they're jacking the price up by 20 or 30%. Uh, obviously, that didn't sit well with Rivian's yeah. customers. Uh, this week... I'm actually very happy to say that Rivian has reversed course on that. Not the price hike itself, but on holding their pre-order customers to that new price. Uh, the CEO sent out a message saying that if you pre-ordered a, a Rivian truck, you will be locked into that price point. If you canceled the Rivian truck pre-order at any time after March 2nd or March 1st, after this was originally announced that the price increase would happen and that you'd be on the hook for it, uh, you can re-pre-order and you will get your same spot in line and the same guaranteed price you had before. Which honestly is a fantastic move. 
uh, there's really nothing else they could have done to maintain any goodwill with their customers. So, you know, I, I'm the first to criticize companies. I'm also the first to say companies who got it right. And yeah, Rivian stubbed their toe and this was probably a misstep by them thinking that people would just be okay spending an extra $20,000 on a truck they've waited four years for and had a locked in price for and everything else that goes along with that. Uh, to a full reverse of course, saying, yes, the trucks are going to cost more money, but if you pre-ordered it, we will honor that pre-order arrangement. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it should have come down to. No matter what, any company that does anything like this as a pre-order should mm -hmm. uh, remain the same price and then just say, hey, for anyone additional that didn't order at the, at the right time, it's now an X amount of charge. Honestly, that's just how it should be. That's good business. Uh, I, I I have a feeling I know what you're doing next, but uh, but yeah. So I'm I'm glad. What is that? Uh, I'm glad <laughs> that they changed Keep talking, John. It's okay. course. <laughs> Although I will state, though, almost eighty thousand for an electric truck is quite a lot. I'm kind of distracted right now. Sorry, guys. Um, I hope that truck's worth it. From all I've seen, it looks pretty cool, uh, and it performs very, very well. Isn't isn't this the one that looks like a Ford, but it's not a Ford? Uh, am I thinking of a different one? I might be thinking of a different one. Unless you're thinking of an Aston Martin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, this one has the rectangular vertical headlights. Um, so they're like rounded rectangles, kind of like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, on the yeah, front. yeah, yeah. Definitely oh, yeah, not okay. like anything you've seen on the road. I uh, know. Uh, I thought Ford came out with something that looks. Well, like Ford that. has I the F one fifty Lightning. Yeah, but don't they have the same tires? Or sorry, same headlights, like you said. Uh, I don't think so. I think they're a fairly traditional headlight as far as the looks go. I could be wrong. Hmm. Yeah, now you're gonna make right, me look right. Up. No, you're right. Okay. You're right. It's got the, uh, it's not, not traditional, but it's got these. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the laser like a, halos. Headband. and yeah. yeah. Which is now a traditional light, thanks to yeah. BMW making the look cool and everyone else for copying it. <laughs> well, because they, they, they needed room to go over their turning signal. Sorry, I think that was Audi that popularized <laughs> that, that halo look. But uh, I could have swore I seen a truck that looks just like that though and maybe it was this one maybe it was this one mm -hmm. and i just didn't see like the, said, this uh... one's bounced around the news for a while rivian has yeah. started taking pre-orders in 2018 so so this might have been it it's a nice looking truck i would rather take this honestly than the tesla i know you like the tesla i kind of like the tesla i i kind of like that uh that all aluminum shell or stainless steel shell on the outside i mean it's basically just like a um DeLorean right essentially but I I don't mind the all aluminum I don't like the hard edge square Tron look is is my issue I think that's fair like if they made this truck all aluminum what is that a crux that looks like crux it is crux it is crux oh it is exactly what I told you to get <laughs> Oh, that's a great beer. Uh, so before the show, uh, I was kind of teasing John going like, I'm not going to tell you what I'm having and promise you won't be mad. Uh, 
But uh, John goes, yeah, like a couple weeks ago, I, I opened up uh, one of Crux's beers. It was a bourbon barrel age. It was 14%. And it was absolutely delicious. And, you know, like, that's really good. And I'm looking you down. You need to get it. I'm looking yeah. down at this beer going, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Oh, it's, yes, oh, definitely huh. needed look, it. Look at that, 14%. <laughs> uh, so... From Crux Fermentation Project. They're in Bend, right? Yes. Yeah. Crux Fermentation Project in Bend, Oregon. This is the 2021 Banished Series Tough Love Imperial Stout. Barrel-aged. 14.0%. 70 IBU. So, yeah. The one I did was this year's. So, you are, yours is aged already a year. I thought this year's was fantastic. No, no. This so is 2021. Oh, oh no! Yeah, no. Oh, right. I had. Yeah, no. I mine. Twenty twenty two. I didn't realize it. It's twenty twenty two. Yes, I had mine. It was only three weeks old. Uh, mine was bottled in October. Okay. Yeah. So not too bad. Yeah, October thirtieth, twenty twenty one. So it's five months, almost six months. A little hot on the pour still. It was. Yeah, that did look a little hot. Mine was nice. There wasn't a whole lot of head. It was very thick. Mine was 0.5% heavier. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's supposed to be a rye, all rye stout aged in rye whiskey barrels. And so Jeff and I both enjoy a fantastic rye, anything basically, (laughs) liquor and all. You're right, John. That does sound delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. 4.21 on untapped. Oh, yeah. It's hard to get to the two marks. Right. That is, uh, that's high praise. Yes. As Nick Cage would say. Yes. <laughs> oh, what were we even talking about? Oh, right. I don't know, truck. Uh, so. Yeah, we, we were talking about something. We're about to talk about something else. Yes. Uh, so last week. Uh, on essentially March 1st, two companies tried to destroy any and all reputation that they had with their customer base. Uh, as we see, Rivian made a complete 180, and the other one, uh, well, they're singing Johnny Cash about right now. Uh, <laughs> little down, 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 and a burning ring of fire. Uh you may recall Artesian Builds, good old Noah Katz, uh, made some, some headlines this last <laughs> week for drawing multiple winners in a Twitch stream to give away a computer that the only requirement of was you had to be an ambassador in their affiliate program and have their banner on your Twitch profile. That was it. Sounds simple. You have those, you get your name drawn, you win a PC. Simple enough. Yeah, no other criteria. Right. Well, they advertised a contest. They uh, executed said contest. They drew an eligible winner. And And then... live streamed it. That was dumb. During a live (laughs) stream, they, they drew an eligible winner. And then not only did they change the contest rules on the fly which is an FCC violation. Uh, They also proceeded to basically cyberstalk and belittle 
streamer Kiapia who had had her name drawn. Uh, the only reason we know about this is because Kiapia went to Twitter and just posted a clip to the Twitch stream and said, this is how they think of their ambassadors. And I want a PC fair and square. They're not going to give it to me. And this sucks. And the internet decided, yes, indeed, that does suck. So, uh, Artesian was very quick to send out an apology, which basically read like, I'm sorry you think you need an apology, which has since been removed. Uh, He gave us the sigh heard around the world, Noah Katz did, in a video apology uh, saying that, you know, we're going to try to be even better than we have been. Well, you (laughs) suck to begin with, so... I never heard of you till now. Right. Uh, So good luck with that. And then he goes, from now on, all ambassadors will be eligible to win one of our PCs. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Go back and watch it. It's hilarious. Oh, wait, you can't. They deleted it. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure someone's got a copy. I'm sure someone's got it. Uh, Andrew says, what is Artesian Build anyway? Artesian Build is a boutique PC OEM system integrator uh, who basically tried to find their clientele in aspiring game streamers. Uh, So they weren't really, you know, selling gaming PCs. They were trying to intend them for people who wanted to stream. Yeah. And had a pretty decent customer base, but there's been a lot of chatter in their customer base for quite some time about broken promises, about things not getting shipped out on time, about, you know, belittlement by the CEO. And it all just kind of came crashing down uh, this last week. Well, fast forward another week and we find out not only has Artesian Builds not filed taxes in the state of California since 2020, nor have they uh, renewed their license to be an appliance uh, manufacture or repair uh, organization as required by the state of California. Uh, <laughs> they're basically just circling the drain at this point. Uh, Artesian said in a tweet, um, we are sad to announce that effective now we are freezing, suspending all activities. Ongoing is analysis by outside counsel for reorganization to ensure fair treatment of clients, creditors, and employees. We expect more information by month's end. We are open to assistance slash endorsements. <laughs> investments. And investments. I bet you are. I bet you are. Everyone dropped you if you had anyone. Intel flat out dropped them. Intel Gaming was a sponsor of Artesian Builds for their their monthly giveaway. Um, Yeah. We are open to assistance and or investment. Yeah. Uh, That's basically, we're out of money. We don't have anything. Please help us. Yeah. Uh, We're asses. Hey, hey, Noah, sell your i8. You can probably recoup some of that and maybe even pay your taxes with it. I know. Well, I mean, the second thing is probably he's not going to be able to play his employees, which is what he should be spending the rest of the money to. Right. You know, uh, you as the owner or, or CEO or whatever it is should at least pay them before you. Yeah, screw you. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. It's a great beer. 
(laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I needed to smoke something. (laughs) Oh my god, that is delicious. That's... That is a dark chocolate fudge sundae with a little bit of caramel and this back kick of coffee that is just yeah. incredible yeah no i i got like with it fresh i got like tobacco and leather yeah. and dark chocolate yeah uh it was oh it was such a good beer like what was so funny was because i came into that thing it's like okay it's oregon ben i'm thinking gonna compare it to goose island like honestly this is better than goose island this you know having had them on back-to-back days yeah right i know it's like man they're doing something good here my god that is a complete stout holy crap and they're clocking in at essentially the same abv this is 14 the uh current year bourbon county is 14.2 i want to say um so it's not like one is like massively you know yeah it's not like three or four points anything right yeah man you ever get a java chip from starbucks uh i haven't in a while jeff uh (laughs) (laughs) sorry john (laughs) i i said have you ever oh yes i have okay that's the coffee in this like it's just straight up it's just straight up crunching on a coffee bean it is it's very good yeah I mean, if I go to Starbucks, I'm going there not for the coffee, but for the, like the, give me the tallest, blendiest, ca- caffeiniest thing that you have, uh, which is usually a Java chip. Oh my God, this is incredible. I forgot what we were talking about. I don't uh, even care. The, some, some asses in the yep. company that are going down the drain. You know, <laughs> clean well, clean up on aisle, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it's a great year. Yep, um, fifty employees out of work in two weeks, just doom flying into their lives because their boss tried uh, talked smoke and sass and stupidity. Yeah, yep, that that see that's what I feel bad about more yeah. is those employees. It's it's not they didn't probably do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. It's that guy yeah. and and the management just screwed it over. And that's can I sucks. can I say, I feel sorry for most of the employees because in the stream itself, you had another guy who seemed to have no problem fist pumping alongside his boss, uh, who was actually building the PC. Um, yeah. And the moderators in chat seem to really like belittling everyone else as well and kind of backing up their guy. Like, yeah, why would we give it to some, you know, POS no-name streamer? Like, we're Artesian builds. You know who we are. Yeah, well, dude, that's, that's, but the problem is that's who you want to give it to. You want to give it to those people. The irony of him wearing the Star-Lord jacket is Artesian builds has this giant controversy. Who? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is actually I'm, funny. Ar- Artesian builds. I'm, I'm Noah Katz. Nobody? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only then they shoot him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This not ad- advocating violence. I'm just playing on Guardians of the Galaxy, in which Peter Quinn sucked. <laughs> <laughs> 
just to be clear. <laughs> uh, hey, I warned you about this earlier. Yes, you did. Is it is it All that right, time? So it's that time again. All right, um, so I'm gonna go. Well, I I have a, I have to take a quick quick break. Yes, quick commercial break, yes. and I'll be right back. Today's video is brought to you by. No, I'm kidding. Uh, My shoe on. <laughs> So, uh, John will be back momentarily. Uh, it's amazing how, s how quickly fluids pass through you when, uh, your entire diet is liquid, shall we say. All right, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Google announced a couple really cool features for, uh, their Pixel phones. Starting with, uh, they have a new Snap at Night uh, for capturing low light, uh, videos and pictures, which is kind of cool. Basically it's a high ISO, uh, with some AI processing to remove noise and improve sharpness. Uh, good looking little demo that they showed off there. And, uh, it's now available in Snapchat. Uh, but probably the coolest thing is they're integrating hearing impaired functionality into uh, voice calls. So when you're in a voice call with someone, uh, you can type to speak. Uh, this was uh, TTS or TTL back in the old days for, uh, for those with hearing impairment to be able to communicate on a phone. Uh, they had their own phones and their own devices for, for this kind of thing. But now you can do it directly on your phone in the, in the phone call that you're uh, you're on with someone who may be hearing impaired, uh, or rather the hearing impaired person can do it with you and talk back to you via text. Always, always cool to see accessibility options come into the mainstream, come into, you know, essentially being baked into Android at this point. Uh, there's a lot more things that they announced in here. Uh, there's more languages to automatically translate. Uh, so you can scan text and have it automatically translate. I think they added 20 new languages. A lot of cool new features on the Pixel in this uh, short little snippet. Uh, give it a look over down in the video description. Uh, it's... Yes. I, I actually started with that, John. Yes. Because honestly, Night Capture is a difficult thing with professional equipment. And if you have a little AI, if you have a little AI processing on the side to reduce noise and improve sharpness, it's always a good thing. Um, I've used the night sight uh, on my, my pixel quite a few times. Works great, but now it's available in Snapchat. If uh, you so desire. Mm -hmm. Oh, Uh, I did not. <laughs> uh, trying to remember. I think it was about 18, give or take. Yeah, I, th I think it's about $18 is what I paid. 
Oh, sorry, sorry. Hold on. That's me. There you go. Ah, that's Jeff's fault, yep. not mine. Uh, I muted you because you were like, okay, get my shoe on here. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to just like fling open the door and we can still hear you. Oh, that's exactly what I did. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I can still hear you, John. <laughs> I was making sure they could. Like, oh, oh, God. oh, God, yes. <laughs> hey, pal, I got to bleed the lizard. <laughs> oh, this next story. Oh, man. Ah, oh, you are going to love it. Oh, it's man. your story. Uh, hey, John. Back in the day... You know, when we didn't pay for anything because uh, <laughs> it was either buy a CD or don't listen to something. Oh, yeah. CDs were like $19 a piece when I had MP3 players that worked just fine. Uh, oh, yes. and, and no online marketplace to actually fill that MP3 player. Uh, we just downloaded things for free, right? Oh, yeah. That, oh, that's what it was. That was the internet. Right. I mean, I'm not incriminating yeah. myself, but that's... That's what they did. I think the statute of limitations on that is only like seven years, so we're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we just logged into the the peer-to-peer sharing site of your choice, whether it was Kazaa, whether it was LimeWire, whether it was Napster. Napster. Yeah, they were all over the place. Um, anyway, uh, do you ever wish we could have those direct peer-to-peer sharing networks back? Neither do oh, yeah. I. <laughs> Uh, well, LimeWire is attempting to make a comeback, and they're going to do that by selling things to you that you still won't technically own. That is that LimeWire is getting into the crypto and NFT marketplace. Wait a second. That doesn't make any sense So a company made famous by letting you download things you don't actually <laughs> own is going to now start selling you things you don't actually own. See, now, it would have made more sense if they sat there and said, hey, you can now download other people's NFTs. That would have made more sense for LimeWire. They're like, oh, this is on par with all of their history. Here's the thing. Google Images exists. (laughs) Yes, but if I ever try to use that image to make money, Jeff, I probably won't get touched. Yeah. Because who's going to want a picture of a monkey or a cat or some really bad painting? I guarantee Noah like, Katz owns at least three of those monkeys. Oh, my gosh. I know. My my <clears throat> my my nephew's into it. And he's even like, look, I am I know this is a cash grab thing, but I'm just grab, cash grab. It's like, dude, this, don't waste your money. No. It's, it's a waste of time. And then the amount of effort and tracking you have to do to this type of stuff, this is just a pump and dump. Uh, type of a thing yes it you is. know it's like hey let's pop this up really quick and then 24 months not even that from now you're not going to hear nft or you know nfts anymore yeah um zuckerberg and his metaverse is everything's going to be nfts dude have you looked at the graphics that thing su- I, w- I don't want to spend a minute in your metaverse nope you know nope. wasn't there a game or something uh isn't morrowind gonna start doing nfts and the rest gonna get into it <laughs> boy if if anything's gonna get read into it it'd be morrowind nfts i'm gonna be like here's an nft of this armor you can get <laughs> yeah uh i usually got my music from irc 
right? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was one thing uh, I was thinking, though, is I should do all of my beer pictures for the next month, and I should transform those into NFTs. <laughs> you should. You should mint those. <laughs> I'll mint them and be like, this is an NFT. That'd be hilarious. This is beer number 36, NFT. Who wants it? Yep. You know what's really funny is you blockchain. can probably sell them for the price of the beer that you're drinking. Now I'm going to look into that. Right? Right? <laughs> Oh, who wants to own some Hops and Brews merch NFTs? I mean, here we go. This one here available for only $18.99. <laughs> it's just going to increase the value. Supplies limited. Exactly. And then once I release the video where you get to see all of these, it's going to increase in value. I swear it's going to. Let me tell you about NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pyramid. Oh, did you watch the uh, South Park future episode? Where they're all older, and then Butter talks about NFTs. No. Oh my gosh, it's it's. I so I haven't fun. caught any of the season. Oh man, <laughs> it's 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 their post COVID special, <laughs> and they're all like forty years old, <laughs> and and Butter goes insane by selling NFTs to everyone. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, so go ahead and download the company software that originally let you download stuff illegally for free. Right. Now you just and pay them to download things them. illegally. Yeah. Like if you I wonder if I took like an old copy of Limeware, would it still do that? Or would it ask for an update? Hmm. Archive software. Probably have to download Flash Player so they could actually inject the viruses direct to you. <laughs> How many times are you going to be downloading uh, NFT.exe? <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't it open? Why doesn't it open? Limp Biscuit Dumb.exe. <laughs> Show of hands, who's ever nuked their family computer by uh, <laughs> by peer-to-peer <laughs> file sharing? I never did. Never. Nope. Uh oh. Don't know if that link's gonna work. You trying to mint something on the show? What are you doing? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm screenshotting this second by second, Jeff. Uh anyway, go to LimeWire or don't. That that's my recommendation. Yeah, whatever. Soon to be coming though is uh, Hops and Brewers NFT, so check that out. Wait for that. Join the Patreon to get early access, and that only costs you a dollar a month minimum, or could be more. But it would literally continue the lights. Uh, not at my place, but Jeff's place. But also could be minting more NFTs for me, and then you continue talking about NFTs and teasing me with all of your foods or mm. talking about trades, computer builds, uh, 3D builds, uh, meme wars, whatever you want. But literally, it's probably one of the best Discord communities you will ever join. I promise you that. And he's not, not just saying that. I'm not just saying that because I get free subscription. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but really, it is. It, it is. We have other YouTubers that are on there, probably more than they're on Discord. <laughs> um but it is that fun. There is just rooms for everyone. Uh, everyone is welcome. Every talk is welcome. It's great. Um, honestly, I, I swear you join. If you're disappointed, 
well, that. There you that's, go. On you. that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, Patreon is literally one of my uh, biggest income sources and really does allow me to keep the lights on here and keep content coming to you guys. And I don't know if you guys saw the increase in content this last month, but that's going to continue because Rhett is now working full time. Uh, he has been, uh, helping me with filming, editing, all the behind the scenes business stuff that is really super boring and time draining. Uh, so not just your house now, and now it's yours and Rhett's house. Right. Yeah. You're, you're actually keeping Rhett's lights on too, which is weird because his yeah. wife makes a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, join the, uh, the Patreon, get access to the discord, come chat with us. And join the super secret after party, which happens every week after Talking Heads. We uh, voice chat live with uh, all of you. Yes, exactly. That's and usually have a third beer, which Another, yeah, makes some... us uh, not eligible to stream on YouTube anymore. <laughs> there is some beer news, um, but the link for... Oh, there it is. I got it. Might kick, might kick you out. Okay. I got it. Um, so we talked about this a long, long time ago, actually four years ago. Yeah, I actually looked and... it up. It was episode twenty-seven. Oh my gosh! We're yeah. on two twenty-six. So... We have done one hundred ninety-nine episodes in the interim, John. <laughs> oh man, jeez, <laughs> that would have been great if it was two hundred, right? <laughs> uh, but so Stone um, Keystone Light. Four years ago, changed their labeling and their can art, um, focusing more on the stone aspect of the keystone. Um, basically, prom, uh, promoting the stone on their can the most instead of key. Right. Uh, basically, basically, like the free wife or uh, was it free beer and, and Wi-Fi? You know. Yeah. You'll yeah. See the it's it's shrunk down. Uh, uh, it was stone. Uh, good beer free food or free yeah or good good beer free wi-fi but the the Not words like, are tiny yeah and so it looks like free beer yes exactly yeah. exactly um and then so stone sat there and said nah -uh. well hang on a second you're infringing on our copyright uh we've had the word stone and this encroaching phrase, encroaching sorry i think i said did I say you said encroaching yeah encroaching uh, sorry, it's well, it's cringeworthy. Yes. It's cringeworthy. Um, <laughs> it's almost cringe. It's almost cringeworthy. Yes. Uh, encroaching on their copyright. Uh, they have a number of patents on the copyright of Stone, uh, and using it specifically for beer. Mm -hmm. And they've also denoted that their sales declined once Miller or Keystone, which I believe is Miller AB InBev, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, they're not InBev, it's uh, Miller Coors. Miller Coors, yes. thank you. Um, took Started doing this campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been, and they've taken this on by themselves, financing it themselves. And so I think this is the first craft brewery going after one of the big major domestic brands. Right. And it's now finally going to court this week. It actually went to court Monday. Yeah, they had a pretrial on Monday. Uh, and uh, presented all evidence and, and everything else for uh, for consideration. Uh, now, just a note here that uh, Keystone filed uh, 
with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office for the rights to stone and the slogan, hold my stones, but was denied because Stone Brewing in San Diego uh, was founded in 1996 and already had the trademark to stone uh, yes. and when it relates to beer products. Uh so they were denied the patent and the trademark for stone yet went ahead with their ad campaign anyway stating uh saying things like grab a stone uh hold hold my stones and and whatnot and we talked about this 199 episodes ago where <laughs> if if john or I said go grab me a stone that means a stone ipa yep period because that's the beer that's stone right that's what we know that is stone um if i said to my wife go get me a case of stone i'm usually referring to the 12 pack or the 24 pack that you can get of stone ipas or the stone variety pack or whatever they may have yeah. however when keystone deleted key from the main branding of their cans and just went with stone i'm in the know my wife may not be. And if I said to my wife, hey, grab me a case of stone and she comes home with Keystone. Well, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. But it's what Keystone wanted. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, and then they're so they're trying to prove that today. And, and so most of the time, the big uh, domestic places, they'll just, you know, buy you out with lawyers and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're I'm looking forward they're saying that this will probably be about a two-week trial so we might have an update maybe the next time i'm on so that maybe. would be kind of fun yeah um so yeah but if you haven't heard we've talked about it that's why i wanted to talk about this we talked about it 199 episodes ago and i think we even did an update sometime before that yep. um but yeah so that is an interesting thing if it, it trademark law and beer and stuff like that so we might be seeing a quick switch from keystone's branding really soon don't know hopefully i did like their branding with keith stone who was like, like the the the, the the typical white trash mullet dude like yeah that was good it was good i liked keith stone yeah he, keith solved, stone. he was like he was the hillbilly uh macgyver yes with keith stone yeah you know, with beers. And it's like, oh, this, I like this. This works. And I'm on very board. memorable commercials. Yes. So it's like, I'm, I'm onto this. This yeah. is cool. You know. But um, that evolved into the get a stone, hold my stones. Yeah. And you, you don't own stone. You're keystone. You yeah. Not stone. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, John, I don't know if you noticed, but I gave us 30 minutes. Uh, I did. I did kind of notice that. That's why I was like, "All right, I got to do beer news really quick." <laughs> it is nine twenty-five, and it is that time of year. That's right. There's a new Star Trek out. Oh, look at you! <laughs> look at you getting all excited. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, or no, that's Lagunitas, not Stone. Sorry, I saw the green can and got excited. I know it's uh, Maximus, Maximus Colossus. Yes. IPA. Yep. So it's a good one. Uh, there's a new Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Picard season two, episode one. 
If you have not seen it, and if you are not familiar with Talking Heads when new Star Treks come out, minus Discovery, uh, we usually do a spoiler cast every week that uh, following the airing of the episode. So last week was uh, The Stargazer, episode one. Uh, so we're going to be doing a spoiler cast with three hours to go until the release of episode two. If you have not yes. seen Star Trek Picard episode one yet, I suggest you turn it off unless you want some spoilers because we will yes. get into the weeds here. But if you do turn it off, remember hit like and probably sub too. So do that first. Yes. Yeah. Like, like go away. But it's not that I'm shooing you away. It's just that I don't want to spoil it for you because episode one. Damn. It was. Yeah. It was right. Good. It was. Okay. Yeah. So far, much better. I thought much better than season one, episode one, or or most of season. One. I will say, episode one of Picard, uh, season one, was great uh, because you had the dream sequence with Picard and Data on on the bridge playing poker. Oh, yeah, that was great. Like that like you had that whole sequence, and then you had the uh, the assassination attempt on uh, on Soji, um, and there was just so much good in that episode. Episodes two and three were a little drawn out. And then episode four, we finally like got our footing and, and went forward. Yeah. On this one, episode one just started hitting from the beginning and really never let up. And it was well, so great. Okay. So I did, I did have, I did, I wrote notes and I left them. I think they're in my car. With, yeah. Okay. I think I remember most of them. Um, nothing like major. It was just nerd as Star Trek fanboy nitpicky stuff, you know, of, okay, at the very beginning, we see Picard on the, um, uh, what was the ship called? Stargazer. Stargazer, yes, the new Stargazer. Yes. Um, and it's going to Red Alert. And the Red Alert wasn't Red Alert. We don't, sorry, the intro is we don't see Picard on the Stargazer. We see some Lower Decks crew coming up to the bridge as security detail. Yes. Um. And uh, they arrive on the bridge, and two of the three in the turbo lift are immediately mowed down, followed by the third rushing out and checking the pulse on someone else and uh, and looking around. And there's an unknown assailant or assailants, like, just slinging phaser shots across the bridge. Um, and then it pans over to Picard. And Picard is standing there with Rios by his side, and Seven's on the bridge as well. And Picard initiates a self-destruct, and then the screen goes white. And then we fade to black and we do the intro. 48 hours later, essentially. Yeah, 48 hours earlier. Oh, yeah. 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 So this entire season is going to take place in 48 hours. So Supposedly. Well, no, uh, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. Huh. I didn't think of it that way. It could. It could. Right. Um, now, we know that Seven and Raji are going to go back in time. Like, we already know some things that are kind of going to happen based on teaser trailers and whatnot. Uh, of, uh, like, hey, I like the, the mid-21st century. Yeah, so there there is... I guess we can, we can already blow the spoiler because it wasn't enough trailers. But, essentially, Q does show up. Um, and then does his uh, probably we're assuming he's the one that does it something happens Mm -hmm. something's changed throughout time um 
And but but we're getting ahead of ourselves because we are. the the let, let's start at the beginning because okay. um seven oh is a <laughs> seven is a Fenris Ranger and she is taking medical supplies and it looks like Starfleet container medical supplies um supposedly to help probably some XBs uh would be my guess which she's X-Bors. using Raffi's old ship not Use- Raffi's old ship but um. Yeah, using uh, Rios's old ship. Rios's old ship, uh, which has been significantly modified, shall we say? Uh, not that his old ship was anything to look at, because I don't even remember what it looked like, because it's that unremarkable. But we do know that it's been modified with guns and, and extra thrusters and things like that. Uh, so Seven is fighting off some some onboard intruders, and as she's fighting them off. Uh, this rift in space opens, which is never a good sign if you're in Star Trek lore. Uh, a rift in space is always bad news. Uh, it's either the Jem'Hadar or the Borg or some unknown entity energy being that's going to decimate the entire quadrant. Like, that's what a rift in space means. Uh, so this rift in space happens to have some green fringes on the outside. It's obviously Borg. We know it's Borg. Um, so Seven first sees this, and then Rios, uh, Captain Rios, uh, went back to Starfleet after his time with Picard and is now the captain of the Stargazer. Yes. So this is, uh, to clarify, this is a year and a half. Yeah. It's 18 months after later. The, yes. Yeah. So from the previous season. Yes. So that, that it's not a instant and he was, oh, I'm a captain. No. no. Ooh, John, did your camera just die? Uh-oh. I think it did. It shouldn't. It's plugged in. Uh, your screen just went black. It did. What so, check that. Oh. Let me know. Um, so, uh, anyway. Uh, Rios is now captain of the Stargazer. The new Stargazer, not the old Stargazer, which was Picard's first command. Uh, and he is called to investigate. He's the closest ship. And... The message that they receive is quickly decoded by a dunk, a drunk Dr. Girardi, which is hilarious. He'll be back. <laughs> okay. I, I was just getting to the drunk Dr. Girardi. Sorry, what? I was just getting to drunk Dr. Girardi on the bridge. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so they get a message through subspace, through the rift, and, and it's this garbled mess. And Dr. Girardi was just drinking on the planet below and she is well and truly inebriated uh she's also with um what's her face the android uh girl oh yeah soji soji yeah thank you um so uh she beams back up and she's on the bridge she's sprawling around drunk and she goes do you mind and she walks over to the science station and taps some buttons and whatnot and goes it's a message and they're saying one thing and it was uh what was it Oh, it was it was Picard. We want Picard or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we want Picard. Yeah. We we talked to Picard. Bring us Picard. Yeah. Um so obviously we flash back to Picard. Picard is out drinking wine in his chateau. Uh Oh yes. Yeah, no, he's making he's not drinking, he's making wine. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's making his wine, which which if you didn't notice, brand new label. And it was a wax tip yes. bottle. Yes. And so I'm predicting maybe this season or afterwards we're going to get a new Chateau Picard from I, Star Trek I Wines. I think we may. 
Uh, I will say for the finale of this episode, I think I'm going to break into my Starfleet Reserve bottle. Ooh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. I, I only have an extra of the... I have the extra of the Romulan ale and the Andorian ale. Uh, I have I have an extra of the Canar. That's my one. Canar. Extra. That's right. Sorry, I, yeah. have, I have an extra Canar. Yeah, I bought and two Canars. Andorian. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he's making wine and then he's drinking wine on the patio of Chateau Picard, yeah. uh, and Laris, the the his Romulan housekeeper, confidant, yeah. etc. Um. I didn't like this. I didn't like this angle. Um, so apparently Laris was married to the other Romulan who I, in season one. who I don't even remember his name in season one. Yeah. And he's just dead now. Yeah. He, he died basically right after season one. Right. Yeah. It's been, a, it's, it's been 18 months now, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, apparently Laris was married to this other Romulan and he was so memorable. They just said to him and then they clinked glasses to, to indicate that uh, obviously they're no longer married because he's no longer among the living. And then Laris instantly becomes a love interest to Picard or rather vice versa. Laris wants Picard. Picard doesn't want Laris. Well, yeah, it wasn't like the Romulans have a deep love for people, but we can love after. Right. And and then there was always that hint that Picard always wanted love, but never never got it because he was a captain. So he dedicated his life yes. to travel. Right. Can I just say, I hated that. I did too. I hated that. I, 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 I said out loud uh, while I was watching episode one, don't make this a love interest thing. Don't I, don't take that angle. I found out, uh, I think uh, yesterday or today, that was Patrick Stewart's idea. Was it? Yeah. I know. I was like, Ooh. he's stupid. I was like, that's a dumb idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna tweet at him right now because that'll get his attention. Uh, I mean, I mean, it might be like one of those story things, like they did in season one, to where the Romans were like there for like three episodes, and they're like, ah. We're never there for the rest of the season. Right. So maybe it's just like, I want to be romantic for like one or two episodes. And right. then he, you but know, he that, didn't that kiss. He backed work. away. I know. Well, right. he even kissed. Uh, I, that was, that was one of my notes, but um, yeah, uh, I, I found my notes. I, I, I remoted into my work computer. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Where I wrote my notes. Um, yeah. Who was his love interest? Was it? Uh, there was Vaj was the first one. Vaj. Yeah. Um, and I have a note about that. I have, I have a, uh, a, a tweak maybe. So no, wasn't it, uh, insurrection? He had another love. Well, there was, there was, there was insurrection who was yeah. love interest. She could stop time. They could stop time. Yes. There was Vaj was the, the thief. Yeah. She was the first one in TNG. Yeah. Then there was the Lieutenant or the science officer who mm-hmm. played the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, he kissed her. Yeah. Um and then very and then inappropriate was... for a senior officer, by the way. Exactly. Uh <laughs> made it so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Forbidden uh Jeffrey's tubes. Um <laughs> I know what goes on down there. That's right. <laughs> a, that's why they as make a all fellow the lower, Jeffrey. Uh, that's why they make all the lower decks clean them. Um 
Biofilter cleanup yeah. on deck 13. Biofilter <laughs> cleanup. Uh, yeah, and then they there was not all be used for that. Oh, yeah, it's pretty much all that. <laughs> insurrection. Because um, they've always tried to hint toward, because it was first contact. Was it? I believe it was first contact where, where his nephew and brother died. Genesis. Oh, it was the Genesis. Yeah, it was Genesis. Genesis. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, or Generations. Excuse me, Genesis. Generations. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, Generations, uh, because they're doing Worf's promotion on the, uh, on the ship. And he gets a notification that his brother and his nephew had passed away, Rene. Yeah. And Rene was as close as he was ever going to get to a son because he would never, he would never love. He would never, yeah. you know. And so he uh, he's spilling his guts to Troy in Generations about all that. Yeah. So that kind of like, you know, goes into, into this full circle of, yeah. uh, you know, the, the character building of uh, being a captain and doing everything and going away. But uh, if you haven't watched TNG, he, there's a, a, enough episodes of that, of why he had to leave. Um, so so he's talking to her, his Romulan helper. Laris. Laris, thank you. Uh, what happens next? Uh, <laughs> uh, so... They end on bad terms because she goes, no, you're you. And I can't like, I can't talk to you no, because he, you're you. He pulls, you said it. He pulls away. Yeah he, pu- yeah. he pulls away and he goes, I hope this doesn't like get in the way of our friendship. And she goes, oh, it's well past that, John Luke. Yeah. Um, and whatnot. Well, anyway, uh, one of the admirals from Starfleet arrives and talks to, to Picard and says, uh, there's an anomaly that's opened up in space and they're asking for you by name. So, uh, you want to take this call or are you going to leave us hanging? And obviously he takes the call and jets off in a shuttlecraft, which is weird because they have transporters. Uh, so Laris can watch them like jet away from, from the chateau, from her porch. And, and is like, well, where is he going now? Kind of thing. And then you don't see her again. Um, so, uh, or no, no, sorry. I missed a big thing. The admiral comes and asks him, asks him to, to go. He then goes and visits an old friend who has a bar in that's, Los Angeles. That's right. And I don't know if you noticed this. Maybe you did. Uh, the address. Yes. It, well, the address was Forward Street. The building was number 10. Yes. It was 10 Forward Street, Los Angeles, yes. California. Exactly. So, who would that be? Right. <laughs> what are the odds? What are the odds? Uh, um, Guinan happens to be running the bar at 10 Forward Street, Los Angeles, California. Uh, and uh, Andorians only, or Andorians, uh, L-Orians, excuse me, L-Orians, different yeah. race, no makeup, uh, just big poofy hats. Uh, they only age if they choose to. And apparently Guinan has chosen to because I thought that was a, uh, I thought that line was, dumb. I thought that was dumb. I thought that uh, honestly, I didn't think she looked like facial wise looked fine. Like you didn't have to sit there and say right. anything. And I would, I would have believed at whatever, you, you know, nothing just sit there and say, Hey, I'm here. Right. That's it. That's all you had to say. Right. You know, I would have believed her and like this, this looks great. This is, totally fine for a de-aging or, or anything like that, which, right. again, I think they, she looks fine. They didn't even do that. 
That was just exactly. I yeah. was like, I don't know why that line was there. It was a dumb line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They. We understand it's a retrospective. I can understand that data now has some some jowls. Like yeah. Like that obviously was not data in in his dream as we remember him as the very svelte, you know slender android that that he was in tng you know he's still a person it's still a show it's still a screen like i understand there's limitations to what you can do in theory um at least budgetarily so didn't like that line however the whole interaction with guinan i thought that scene was dynamite oh the scene was great like the acting and everything (laughs) the dialogue was great i do have a critique though okay I do have a critique. So so let's explain what happened first and okay. then we'll critique yeah. it. So Okay. Uh so Picard walks into the bar and Guinan, without looking over, just says, I'm gonna need a, a pot of Earl Grey piping hot. Yeah. And uh turns around and Guinan and and you know, they hug it out and whatnot, and they sit down, and Picard is wrestling with Laris. Uh because he goes, you know, I've Someone loves love, me and I don't love, want to love yeah. them back. And exactly. and so they have this whole discussion about this plus uh, Picard's duty and obligation to Starfleet and they're asking him to go away again and he's not sure what he wants to do there. Um, and uh, again, Guinan is the ear that Picard lends to. So um, Guinan gives him some great advice. Basically, you are you. And you need to do you and be damned everything else that you think is expected. Uh, but critique. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't agree. Technically it was the best advice. I think I, I really love the scene. Don't get me wrong. I really love mm-hmm. the scene. Uh, I think it was great, but I think the whole Picard going there for advice it, and then her response just seemed like this was fan service. Now it was really good fan service, I thought, but uh, I don't know how much it plays into it. I am hoping we see more of Guinan and Picard as a character because we know her race understands time and that will play into it um, because I, I'm really hoping... Th- this comes back like she's bartending later somewhere else and it might be one of the only people or or then this is why i didn't like the line that she said we we choose to age yeah because she could have now in tng she was back where hanging out with mark twain yeah technically if they travel back in time that was hilarious she could have been there at that time yeah so she wouldn't look quite so which means She's not going to be in there, but it would be really good. You know, yeah, that, that would have been a good character to have and, and could have helped Picard guide him through things. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it was. I really liked it as a fan. And yeah. it was, it's the typical Picard guy and everything. But then I, I watched it a second time. And I was like, this doesn't do a whole lot to the plot. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I questioned, I questioned uh, uh, some of the, the, the uh, script. I I never judge a plot from episode one, you oh, know, know, through to episode four. What I will say 
is I thought overall the interaction was well-written and yeah. took me right back to what it was during TNG, where Guinan was that ear that Picard needed to divulge to. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. whether or not Guinan gave him advice or Picard came to his own conclusions is kind of inconsequential because all he needed to do was talk through his problem. And and that's what a good counselor does, even though we happen to have another counselor on the ship. But Guinan was always like the, hey, Picard, here's a neural gray. I don't want to make what ails you personal. I don't want to put this in logs. Right. And everything like, yeah, it's Guinan. Right. Um, so I thought overall the chemistry was absolutely still there uh, between the two. Oh, yeah. Totally agree that one. And uh, uh, and Guinan basically said, you know, you, you need to do you. You need to go about your business and and you know respect your duty if you think that's what the right thing is um so picard goes on this mission lara sees him shoot out in the shuttlecraft going like there goes the only man i'll ever love even though i loved another man for 20 years prior to this uh i know yeah uh picard arrives on the stargazer and seven of nine greets him at the shuttle bay which one? Uh, hang on, we're, we're we're forgetting. There actually is there actually is some stuff. He is Picard is back in Starfleet now. That's another thing we forgot to mention. He is now technically accepted and and is an admiral. Oh yeah, no, he was already an admiral. Uh, but he well, was he was like, but he was retired and he's still yeah. retired. Uh, and so I don't think there's really any difference there. Uh, uh, well, okay, they I asked guess, him well, back into active service, is what they did. Yeah, and um. He also did the ceremony, yeah, for the new graduates. So in, in between, I think even before the um, scene, the night scene with Rios, not Rios, um, yeah, with Guinan, yeah, Girl. yeah, no, he did, he did a he does like a graduation ceremony, yeah, he did a commencement ceremony for new uh, Starfleet recruits, recruits. Um, which includes the Romulan uh, kid from the previous season, yes, as the first full blooded Romulan. Uh, Starfleet Academy inductee. Yes, which I found I did know it was an interesting thing because Picard commanded the first Klingon mm-hmm. and he helped inductee the first Romulan. Yep. So an interesting, interesting note there. Uh, however, it was Cisco who commanded the first Ferengi. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Mm-hmm. Ensign Nog reporting for duty. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he arrives anyway. on the Stargazer, which obviously the Stargazer, not that Stargazer, but the previous Stargazer was Picard's first command. We never see any of this on screen. This is all just part of lore and part of Picard's past. Uh, but he immediately meets with Seven, and normally there's a some kind of a connection between Picard and Seven because they are both former Borg. But you have to remember, Picard is no longer former Borg. He's now a, a synthetic life form thanks to the Sung Institute saving him from, from death. Yeah. Did you remember that? I did remember. And there's a nod to it really quickly. I honestly think they're sweeping it under the rug. No, no, no. I don't think they are because, no, here here's the deal. Because they arrive on the bridge and Picard hails the, you know, sends out a hail to whoever is broadcasting through the rift and says, this is Admiral Ricard responding to your request and then says it again. 
And then all of a sudden, something starts coming through the rift. And it is not a shape that we are familiar with. It is No, that's for sure. Yeah, it is something brand large. new. Large. Something yeah, large and something large. very brand new. Um, but the voice we are very familiar with. Lower your shields and... and or uh, power down your weapons, lower your shields, uh, et cetera, et cetera, in a thousand different voices set upon a thousand years, which is the Borg. Now, in this scene, Picard turns to Seven and says, Seven? And she goes, yes, it's, it's Borg. Normally, Picard would be able to hear their thoughts already. That's I thought that was point. a great nod. Uh, that's a good point. I did not. I did not. I did not catch that he, one. He he confers to her and just says seven, and she confirms and says yes, it's Borg. Yes, because, because in he first doesn't contact, know anymore. He can hear. Yeah, he can so. hear their thoughts still. Right. Um. So I thought that was a great nod to uh, to season one, in which Picard is no longer human with Borg implants. He is now an android, essentially. Interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't grab that. Yeah. Um, although there was the whole, how's your, you know, the uh, the girl, the scientist girl who murdered Girardi. her boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> um, well, I was acquitted of murdering my last boyfriend and the longest relationship I've ever held since before then was only six months. So uh, you probably don't want to buy me a drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But she's like, oh, how's your Pontotronic day or, or yeah. something like, along those lines? And I was like, oh, okay, I know what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I didn't I didn't get that, uh, the Borg reference. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the Borg then uh, come, and then they're saying that they want to join the Federation. Right, they were quoting Article 15 of the Federation, requesting admission to the Federation as a, as a joint entity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is very unlike the Borg. Well, we have to remember, though, that in season one, though, that the Borg are probably on the brink of extinction or they're very badly hurt because yes. Borg's cubes are being captured and their technology. Well, being, even, even know, after village. even after Voyager, we knew the Borg were kind of on the run because who would the Borg be afraid of? Yes. And so we know they're being hunted by species 8472. We also know that in the Alpha Quadrant, people are getting the better the better of the borg we know the romulans captured multiple borg cubes and and have been yeah. dissecting them for technology and whatnot and so yeah the borg went from this very fearsome enemy to all of a sudden a band of refugees essentially yeah so that might be a, a key of, of something going on and so the borg then stated they would send an ambassador to uh, communicate and and work out the terms. Yes, and then they state the new queen. Yeah, we will send you our queen. Is what they said. Yes, not the our, new queen. Thought, we will send you said, our queen. Was the exact said, wording. Our queen. I got it right here. Do you listen? Yes. So, because okay, what we what we have to also state is this new ship, the Stargazer. Mm-hmm is the first Federation ship uh, equipped, retrofitted yeah. with Borg technology. Built with other Borg than circuitry. Right. Yeah. Other than Voyager. We all know the end of Voyager. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Voyager led to the Stargazer. Yes. 
And so, so it, it has integrations of Borg, Borg technology that no other Starfleet ship has had before. Exactly. So that, that's what this one um, had. And so that's why it was somewhat able to stop the Borg ship. What does she say? What do they say? I have subs. Okay. Oh, they're already transporting her. It's hard to find that exact moment. We will send an emissary. We will offer our queen. Okay, yeah, there it goes. There it goes. And we all know the Borg Queen is a huge role with Picard and Data, actually. Yes. Uh, in First Contact. Yes. And then also Voyager, but mostly, you know, First Contact for Picard and his life. Yes. And the history with him. Um, so I do believe at the end of Voyager, didn't, didn't, wasn't the Queen captured at the end of Voyager? Captured? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't, actually, I don't think so, but. We do know from trailers the the original queen, who's now played by a different actress, but it's the same, comes back. Yeah, and so the queen we then see is not the same that we all know from First Contact or you know portrayed as mm -hmm. like uh, it is this. Honestly, I thought it was actually pretty cool looking, um, very like masks mm -hmm. all over the face, everything. But the the face was just, just had a bunch of gears going yep. you could see it was a female uh you know physique and everything but had a big cape um and then it said <clears throat> something along like before peace oh we seek peace we wish for peace but yep. first we require power. what what do you require power and then she yeah. shoots these tentacles out and jams them into the commands or the control consoles of the stargazer um and uh, crewmen immediately opened fire on the queen. At one point, Rio shouts out, the queen is stunning them, not killing them. Or, or yeah. seven shouts that out, excuse me. Yeah. Um, but the bridge crew obviously sense a threat and they don't want the queen infiltrating their systems. Rios is freaking out. Yeah, well, it's also at this time, it wasn't just the Stargazer. There was a fleet of yes. uh, starships there. And... She was hacking uh, the fleet and taking control of all of the fleet through the Stargazer. Yep. And so they couldn't communicate with them to tell them open fire on the Borg ship. Um, and then so Rios says that they're stunning everyone, but uh, there's also a countdown of how the percentage that they're mm -hmm. taking control of the ship. And uh, someone says, I think it's Rios or Seven, says you need to self-destruct the ship. And Picard, with his admiral authority, yep, uh, goes and and just does his because he only needs technically one code, yep. versus the traditional first officer, second officer. Right. Yeah. Rio says we're out of options. Picard says computer auto activate auto destruct sequence. Yeah. Authorization Picard zero 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 destruct zero like. It's the same combination There's I have code. in my luggage. That's pathetic. I, know, like, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, wow, what a what a one. Um, zero one zero. Like, throw something else in there. 
A, B, D, F, anything. Zero, one, zero, ampersand, zero. Like, something. <laughs> Where's your goddamn special character, Picard? <laughs> it's amazing. It's only five characters. Right. What's this? <laughs> this is easily hackable with today's modern systems. Zero, 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 null, zero is essentially what he gave for a password. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the equivalent of admin. Right. Admin, admin. Um, right. So, anyway. So, the so ship explodes. Up. Yeah, it blows up. Everything blows right. up. Right. Picard and... wakes up and he's in the greenhouse where he last saw his mother. And No, 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 he's in his kitchen. He's in his kitchen. Oh, that's right. He's in, he's in his kitchen. He's in his kitchen. Wakes we, up in we, his kitchen. We did skip that little scene, yeah. but we can talk back yeah. to it. Wakes up in his kitchen. He's sitting on the floor in his kitchen. Wakes up yeah. in his kitchen. He's got a very strange uniform on with a very strange insignia on his chest. Yep. Uh, wakes up, stands up, shouts for Laris. Laris is obviously nowhere to be found. And an android comes running and says, uh, would you prefer your beverage on the, on the veranda this morning, Captain? Yeah. Uh, the solar shields are holding well. The sky is delightfully clear. Who the hell are you? Harvey, sir, are you feeling all right? No, where's Laris? Laris, a Romulan name. In colloquial English, Translates roughly to a new day. Would you like me to check the migrant rosters for such a name? What is happening here? An excellent question. Picard's like, yeah. Yes. What Picard is happening is here? Holding his head and be like, I don't know what's going on. Questions. And then we just hear this voice. Yeah. What is happening here? An excellent question, Jean-Luc. Mon the, Capitan. Oh, how I've best. missed you. Oh, that was that was the perfect execution of it, too. Yeah. I mean, it just sounded like old. And and Picard goes, no, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Turns around and uh, Q goes, oh, dear, you're a bit older than I imagined. Let me catch up. Exactly as, as I wanted it. We predicted this. Honestly, I was even sitting there thinking of doing an edit of the explosion of uh, uh, the spaceship versus like a battle in season one to where that explosion and then it just jumped to Q. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that would have been a much better transition. Mm-hmm. And then the whole cyborg thing and Picard wouldn't have been dead. Um, but, anyways, yeah. but yeah. Now, so- I will say if you go back and watch last year, we predicted most of this conversation. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me catch up. Like, Picard, you're so old, you know. Is that yeah. better? You know, like we went through that whole thing. There, now we're even. Q. Oh yeah. God damn it, Q. Do you recall what I said to you when last we parted ways? The trial never ends. I swear they watched this show. I swear they did because that's ex- word for word. <laughs> word for word, how we said it needs to play out. And the trial out. never ends. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Oh God. I almost hope. So one of my notes was, I wish somehow they could have kept Q out of this season, like knowing that he was in it. That would have like bombshelled this whole episode. Would have been fantastic. I I kind of like the idea of now. I we know episode two is going to be weird. Yes, like, I think well, we understand be that. More there, I think there's going to be more Picard Q interaction, yes. and that's going to be fantastic. Yeah. 
Um, but there's so many other characters that are now woven into this web. I mean, th think of the hell that Q gave the entire Enterprise crew over the seven-year journey. Um, and and then jumped onto DS9 and, and made appearances on Voyager and, and so on and so forth. Was he ever on while Seven was there? I don't know that he was. I, I, I think I, he made an appearance in season two. On Voyager, he made, he, he made like because he brought because he brought Riker at one point. Yes, and that was the first one, right? And I think that might have been season one or season two, and then he did the whole Q continuum battle, right? And then there was like one with his his son, and that was like the three episodes with Q in Voyager, right? But I don't uh, know how much you're correct. Three episodes of Voyager, Quinn, War, and Junior. Yeah, and um, I don't think Seven was involved in any of those. She might have been on the cast, right. but I don't think there was any interaction. And so she, Picard might be the only one who knows of Q firsthand instead of like Lower Decks. We know yep. of the Q. There's no reference to Seven of Nine in Voyager in any Q episodes. So that's that could be interesting because now it's a whole fresh new, that could be a cool aspect that you could take like, Oh, I see you have a new cute crew, and let's see if yeah. it's like the old one, or you know, where's Riker? <laughs> right. Oh gosh. <laughs> let's bring him in, shall we? Yeah. Oh gosh. There's so many oh, possibilities. So many possibilities. Jordy so appearing in a visor, like I haven't worn this thing in years. What the hell? Oh man, that would be that would be great. <laughs> uh, I. So let's get the band back together. Yeah. So that's how the episode basically ends. Yes. Um, I, I do have, again, like I said, small critiques. Uh, Red Alert was can, wrong. Can I just say? Can I just say? All right, go ahead. Are the Borg no better than Microsoft? Embrace, <laughs> extend, extinguish. That's essentially their goal in this episode. They want to embrace the Federation, extend an arm of friendship... And then destroy them. Well, they're still using SQL query, so in the future. So they totally maybe. are. Yeah. <laughs> now, what the Borg didn't understand is you have to take the best and worst of every species you assimilate. And with us, that was humanity's compassion and sequel. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, but you had a point. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. So I, I again I had some small nitpicky things, and I this is just fanboy stuff of, uh, so when when the red alert happened, this has been something since Star Trek from the beginning that it's always been the same red alert, even old red alerts when they did Enterprise has been the same red alert. It's been the voice of, um, Nigel Roddenberry, exactly. Uh, which, if you don't know, people don't know, which is um, not Guinan, um Counselor Troy's mother. Yeah. What was her name? A A A Lexana Troy. Lexana, yeah. Lexana, yeah. That's her. And so she's the voice of the computer of the Enterprise and Red Alert. Yes. And this season they changed it. I was like, eh, it been like they, it would have been just a nice nod. Would have yeah. just been a nice nod. Yeah. Um, I don't like the new J.J. Abram phasers. The pew, 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 pew. I like the old solid stream. 
Yes and no. I mean, stylistic choices, I I really don't care one way or the other. I I honestly, I never really liked the old phasers. Oh, I love the old I also noticed, I, did you notice they switched back to old phaser style? Yeah, they went back they, to handles. They, the right, handles. To, to gun style, right. Yeah. Um see, my problem is that all through TNG and and most of the way through DS9. You shot a phaser, which is a concentrated beam of plasma that that shoots out and hits someone, and you deliver so much energy, right? Yeah. Um, it's a stream. So if you want to just and cut down an entire line and stun them, why the hell wouldn't you do that? No one ever which did. They, they aimed for one did, person. What they did, like for like cave mines and everything like that. So what, like, oh, let's wideband. <laughs> so what they started doing in DS9 is they did wideband on the phaser rifles to get any any changelings out of the room. Yeah. And then they went, oh, we could have been doing that the whole time. We'd better go back to pew pew. Yeah. <laughs> it I tells know, a I, better story. I don't know. I, I just uh, see. Uh, the song was different, which was an interesting aspect because this is the first Star Trek, I think, to change its theme song uh, within each season. Uh, let's see. The self-destruct sequence was technically wrong. Uh, I talked about the wine. Uh, oh, there was, there was, and then again, this is nitpicking. Uh, there was a flashback of uh, Picard as a child. And it put him in like 1920s French clothing. Right. And I was like, no, he, yeah. he, he wouldn't be wearing that as a, as a kid in right. France. Right. It's like, uh, no, I get that. They're trying to show this as being old. Jean-Luc. And Jean-Luc. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah. But uh, okay. Whatever. I did find a mistake actually. Yeah. And I can, I'll give you everyone a timestamp. 1320. Okay. Uh this is when Can can you um, can you give me a chance to guess? Can you give me like Sure. Okay. Um like give, give me the give, give me the give, scene. Give me the I'll scene. Give you, okay. It, it is in his chateau and he's talking to the Romulan girl before the kissing out scene. Yeah, talking to Laris. So are they on Laris. the patio? Are they they're clinking in, wine they're glasses? In, they're in she is about to serve him tea in his library okay okay not visualizing that one well i know it was go for it scene. go for it so it was just a bookcase and placement of characters mm. and so you can sit there and see one scene oh he's by a picture and another thing he's he's on the opposite side mm-hmm. and of a bookcase and it's plainly like clear as day mm-hmm. you know one thing's on his left one thing's on his right it's like yeah that's just an editing. And, He's and looking visual. for the book so he can take it to the commencement address. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. That, I got, I got a, you. That's, that's the scene. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, 1320. If anyone's interested in finding that um, thing, <laughs> I did find it interesting though, that this season seems to be hinting at Picard's love life slash, you know, intimacy issues. Yeah. And Q turns up and Q was the first one to steal his first love interest. Mm, that's true. Uh, which was Vaj, Vaj. Uh, who she then went with over Picard. So uh, that was an interesting, I don't know if that means anything, but just an interesting note. Yeah. Well, if I can give Picard one piece of advice moving forward, 
it's to be to carry one of these around with you wherever you go. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I think they're trying to play something up with Picard's mom, like childhood past, and then that might be the Borg Queen. And I really hope that's not true. I, 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 I don't think that's true. Um, I really hope it's what not. They've... I think it's more of a memory thing. I think it's more of a memory thing. <laughs> what they've talked about in the past is that Picard's father beat the hell out of his mother. Uh, that has been hinted to a couple of times in the past. And I think that's in part going to rear its head with Picard's intimacy issues or regression or not wanting to be in involved on that level uh i don't think it's gonna involve itself with the borg queen at all mm, okay so here, here's my my thought okay in his flashback mm -hmm. where he's wearing these outdated clothes way outdated clothes mm -hmm. his mom gets dragged away by something and, and sap yeah uh we don't see what it is right. and then at the end we see this borg queen quote a line that his mom stated I don't know if it's more of they're trying to relate back to Picard being like, we actually do mean peace because we have your previous memories when you were assimilated. Could be. Uh, yeah. Or are they trying to, and this is the stupid obvious point of your mom's the Borg queen and we technically took her years ago and that's why we wanted you to be Locutus right. type of, you know. And yeah. Like, uh, please, I, I, I highly doubt that. But please don't let that be. Right. Please don't do that because we've seen the Borg Queen in multiple movies and TV shows, and, and, and it's not Picard's mom. Picard, exactly. Right. You know, well, this is the new queen, or, or maybe the ultimate queen. Yeah. You know, I, I just I'm don't telling want that. you, you now, can't go wrong. You got maybe the Borg Queen needs that. Picard, get the poison out. Take one of these. <laughs> go to Riza. Take a nice long vacation. Right? Where is Ryza? Get some the... shore leave. I'd, I'd love to see Ryza again. Um, well, you find Riker, you'll find Ryza. Now, we are we are guaranteed Riker and Troy are coming back. Yep. Um, and a couple other characters are also coming back that were not in season one. Yep. So I won't say who, but it's fine. Uh, I think that, that's pretty much episode one. Yeah. So... It was a good I, episode I mean, overall. Uh, like, like we oh, critiqued the heck really out of it here, did. but overall, it told a great story. Visuals were amazing. Like, oh yeah, I I, I enjoyed it a lot, a yeah. lot, a lot. Like, uh, visuals. The only thing I would say is like Borg Queen wish... Ultra Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. Are they, they wanting did... on their own silicon, or did they assimilate that? I wish they did as good of a deep fake, and I you probably haven't seen the latest. Um, not Mandalorian, but as Boba Fett. I, I, Star Wars. I watched all of them. Okay, so the Luke Skywalker deepfake on that was amazing. That was tremendous. I will was... say the Q deepfake to, to de-age him and then explain, like, let me catch up. Like, I wanted that so bad, but I didn't think they'd actually do it. And to see it executed at that level. Oh, it was so good. good. It, it was good, but I was like, man, for those three seconds it could have been a little bit better it, it could have been, been a little bit better but i'm also not disappointed that they just did I, it exactly exactly that's that's my i it I'm told right the story and then it moved on it's it's not exactly. like we're gonna have to live with de-aged q for the next seven episodes exactly it, it, yeah. it was I get uh, it all. 
Jean-Luc, you're so old. Here, let me catch up. And exactly, it was great. God damn it, Q. Right. Oh yeah, it was great. As as only uh, you know, King Arthur could could say. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's a spoiler cast. That's an episode of Talking Heads two twenty six here on Craft Computing. Join us every Wednesday night at eight PM Pacific time for the latest in beer. And tech news. Uh, John, see if I'm still alive. Yeah, see if John's still alive in two weeks. Uh, good freaking luck is what I will say <laughs> I on that it. one. I'm feeling great right now. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, subscribe to this channel if you haven't done so already. Like this video if you haven't done so. Subscribe to Hops and Brews if you like the beer content on this channel. Uh what else we got here? Join the Patreon. Link is down Patreon. in the video description. Get access to the exclusive Discord server and the super secret after show. Join the awesome community that hangs out over there and voice chat directly with myself, John, Rhett, Steve, all the hosts from Talking Heads. We got people joining in that chat room. Sweet. Of course we do. It's 10.15. We got to be there in 15 I minutes. I know. So I got places to be and a bladder to empty. Thank you all so much for watching this Me one. Too. And as always, as always, we will...